Are there any vegans out there? Sometimes I wonder. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. I can't believe today is my first day at PETA. I'm in the PETA house right now. I hope you can all hear me. Can you hear me? It's because I'm early because I am on East Coast time. In East Coast, we are three hours ahead of California, so I'm all jet lagged. I got I got back to last night. I came in to PETA house, <laughs> the Connie house they call it, and which is kind of funny. I was like Connie house. And I, of course, I heard Carney House, and I was like, I don't want no Carney House. I don't want no Carney House, you hear me? Connie House I'm okay with, but not Carney House. So right now, you can see that there's like a that's, – that's the only decoration in my room. It's of a hedgehog and a water lily, and um, there's like – there's pictures on the on the walls in the hallway of like famous vegan celebrities, but also one of Pink, who I guess did an anti-fur campaign a while back. But as you know, I'm totally pissed about Pink because Pink wears feathers. So that's a bit upsetting. So, okay, you can hear me? Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, early, early, early. I know, guys. I'm just glad that you're here. Um, listen, so I, I, get, I woke up, I think, at 5 o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning was my air, my airplane from California to Atlanta, then Atlanta to Norfolk. And when I got to Atlanta, when I, when I came on, this microphone is a new microphone. It's not a new microphone. It's kind of old microphone. It's kind of like my travel microphone. And, um, this mic, apparently looks to x-rays like a bomb it does they, they think it looks like a bomb i guess so they they open up my bag you take it out and like come on i gotta go you know at security the first the x-ray machine was broken they took me and put me into another line so i was in the front of the line then i was at the back of the line and then i was like all delayed and then I get, I'm like they give my shit back i get my computer back and i'm like okay i gotta get to the airplane and then i went oh shit I forgot my main bag with all my clothes in it. And I went, oh, no, because of all the confusion. So I ran back through the airport. I grabbed my bag. It was like, they said, well, your bag's not here. And I said, well, where is it? It's in Lost and Found. So there's a guy up on a really high podium, and he he gave me my bag, and I ran and made made the, the plane just fine. Um, then PETA was super cool. They had like a, a lift waiting for me and got me from the airport in Norfolk, to come to the Connie house. And here I am. I went uh, pretty much straight to bed. <laughs> like I was awake. I watched a few YouTube videos and stuff. And then uh, and then came. The, it's pretty cool though. The house is pretty stocked. And they, it's like a sorority house where like they have a they have a communal living and stuff. <laughs> My mic is the bomb. I always drop the don't drop the mic. <laughs> Um, like everything is pretty stocked. It's pretty cool. I got like a new chocolate bar. I got this new chocolate bar called Veggio that they had. So it was pretty cool, but they don't have coffee. And so no carny tears for me this morning. So I had to go try to, they have a coffee machine and filters, but no coffee. And so I'm a little bit out of sorts because I'm I'm oddly on a different time zone and I don't have any coffee, but that's okay. We're here and we're happy and life is grand because we're vegan. So how are you beautiful vegans doing, huh? I'm just happy that I'm allowed to still talk to you guys, you know? I, um, I'm sorry about yesterday. I wasn't able to broadcast yesterday because of all the travel and everything. When I got to the 
house, I almost just flipped everything on and did it. But I was like, I'm too tired. I'm like, there's too much going on. I'm so friggin' wiped out. So I was glad to be able to take the day off fully for travel and got here. I mean, it was like an eight hours between all the airports and everything. It's about eight hours of travel. So, I mean, that's no joke. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have looked at this. Something something kind of huge happened. One of the sons of California. One of the sons of California has died. His name was Steve Harwell. Have you guys seen this? He's um it's pretty it's a bummer because uh his name was Steve Harwell. He was the front man for a little band called Smash Mouth and he was an all-star, you know. He was an all-star. He died of 56 of cardiomyopathy. It's the same thing my mom died of. 56 years old. His heart just didn't pump hard enough and he uh he died of liver failure they say he so he was he was he had cardiomyopathy and then um lots of health problems and then he died of liver failure and he was friends with guy fieri and i always hated that because because <laughs> i hate guy fieri but i can't help I, have you ever seen what guy fieri eats he eats garbage and I, I, I don't know about you guys, but do you ever have someone that you kind of you thought was super cool that you kind of like? Like I wasn't a huge fan of Smash Mouth, but 56 years old. I mean, everyone everyone hates Smash Mouth, but everyone kind of likes Smash Mouth. You know what I mean? And I felt like if he had been vegan, he'd still be alive today. I'm totally convinced of that. These diseases like liver failure and cardiomyopathy. The reason why he's dead is because he was eating with Guy Fieri. Don't eat with Guy. If Guy Fieri asks you to go out for lunch, don't go. Just say no. He always wants to take it down to Flavortown. But what is the? What do you get for it? You get death. Don't go out to eat with Guy Fieri. If you if you're in Vegas, don't go to Guy Fieri's restaurant because all he's going to do is feed you disgusting food that will hurt you. Not in the long run. It'll hurt you right now. You'll be 56. You'll be. You'll be brown bread. You'll be dead. Yeah, it's rough, huh? I think I'd rather have coffee. Oh, my God. I'm only eating the chocolate because there's no coffee. If there were coffee, I'd be a happier man right now. But hopefully there'll be more. Jean Valjean. Welcome, man. I'm hope I'm glad you're here. It's a little early here, so I'm trying to keep it down a little bit. Although there's no one in the room next to me. And then the living room is right there. So I think I'm pretty happy. I'm they put me right by the bathroom, which at first I was like, I don't like that because it'll I'll have to hear everyone poop. But then I thought, well, it's good because I'm up early. I can do my show and no one will, there's no one, there's no, I have no room attached to mine. So I don't share a wall with anybody. Did Sky up? It's 3 a.m. in California, but it's 6 a.m. It's 7.09 a.m. in Virginia, which is where I am. I am at the Pita House in Norfolk, Virginia. It's called the Connie House. And it's where they have like if you're training like me, or if you're um, traveling for Pita, and they need you to stay someplace, rather than have a hotel room, they have a house and you stay in that house. It, it works kind of like a hostel or a sorority house kind of thing where you wash your own dishes and there's a kitchen and that kind of thing. There's a there's shared spaces. But I have I have a small room. It has a picture of a hedgehog on it. Shit. I just dropped everything. Hold on, hold please. I wanted to show you the hedgehog and I had dropped my microphone, but it didn't hit the ground. It just yanked a yanked everything out of my ears, but I guess it doesn't matter. Oh man. This whole like setting up. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's 7 a.m. here, Elliot Davies. Exactly. It's 12.09 in Scotland. Yeah, thank you, Jean. Um, so it's it's really exciting. Um, it was a it was kind of a grueling day of travel yesterday, but I don't know what it is. I I, I used to love air air travel, but these days it's a lot different. It's not like it used to be. They don't even give you a drink anymore on internet on um, interstate flights. They used to at least give you a drink. 
Instead, I just drank coffee. I didn't eat all day yesterday either. I ate, I ate nothing until I got to Pita House and I had a bowl of cereal. And that's all I ate all day yesterday was a bowl of cereal. Um, that probably wasn't the best idea, but, you know, got to keep going. All I drank was carny tears and, uh, and, and ate some cereal. So, yeah, Smash Mouth, he's dead. Steve Harwell, you know, just kind of a bummer. Just kind of a bummer, you know. Today uh in in history i want to go off let's just go because this is going to be this is new you know this is a brand new show on the road on the road with skyjack morgan today in history now this is a really good thing september 5th i'll always have this as a document for the first day my first day at PETA. today i'll be um going to headquarters in about an hour and 45 minutes, I'm going to go to headquarters and I'm going to get all set up with my email and all that type of stuff and everything will be good. Yeah. Is, is it your first time having a veggie bar? Yeah, it's my first time having one. Do you think it's, yeah, it's my first time having one. I never had one. Look, but they're massive. Look how big this thing is. This is bigger than my, um, foot <laughs> all right so today in history uh it's a little bit weird too because i'm using the track i don't have a place for my mouse so i'm using a my trackpad which is not the same thing right um the great fire of london ends leaving thirteen thousand two hundred houses gone when i went to when i lived in london i did the um i did the the tour of the what do you call it of the tower and they talk a lot about the fire 1666 the year of the great fire 32,000 homes da, 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 burn the whole city down and yeah they had ravens and now they say that you know if there aren't six or seven ravens at all time in the tower the whole thing will crumble and all the empire will fall there's lots of superstitions around the great fire of 1666 a lot of things have I'm out of here. I'm out of coffee here too. <laughs> yeah. So 1666, the Great Fire. Twelve of the thirteen American colonies adopt a trade embargo against the against Great Britain in 1774. The first Continental Carp Congress at Carpenters Hall in Philadelphia. Now you'll know if you're a historian that in 1776 America became. Uh, declared independence but in 1774 they were still like we're just not going to trade with you until you give us representation see this was like the welfareist movement we want representation we don't want independence we want representation and they're like nah you're not going to get representation until they started asking for full independence and then they were like oh what about we give you representation england england always tries that shit at the very end you're like hey we want we want representation no representation no representation for you well how well then we'll take independence well how about you give us uh, we'll give you rep representation too late the first opium war begins in china hurricane irma becomes the most powerful hurricane ever recorded in the atlantic basin region with winds of 185 miles per hour look at this bad boy florida's in there somewhere i think man of course hurricane uh hurricanes have caused lots of trouble in america lately in florida they're underwater have you heard about burning man Seventy-three thousand people are stuck in the mud Seventy-three thousand people are stuck in the mud i have a few friends that used to go every year i hope they're not stuck out there but um i wouldn't know because i don't talk to carnies <laughs> I don't talk to many carnies. I hope there's no vegans. I should let me, let me put that back. I hope there's no vegans stuck in um in Burning Man right now. Hopefully no vegans are out there. <laughs> London was lit. London Town. London Town was lit this on September 5th. London Town was lit. <laughs> in history 1666. I'm glad I'm not in Vegas right now. Yeah, they're underwater. Okay, so I do have friends left in Vegas, and they're like, they're showing me videos outside their houses, just like, we are fucked. Totally messed up. They, they're having a really hard time of it. But um, yeah, I'm really sad about my vegan friends being underwater out there. It's, it's, it's rough out there, you know? All right. The first color video recording on magnetic tape presented in Charlotte, North Carolina in 1958. 
oh my gosh, you know, videotape technology is one of the things that proves that the moon landing actually happened because videotape technology was possible only in like, it was very expensive at the time. And so they had to record it with, they didn't record like an on a film, they recorded on video on the moon. It was cutting edge back then. And one of the reasons why we know that the moon landing was real was because videotape technology just wasn't available to everybody. So, and most people didn't know how to use it back then. They didn't have that many machines. There were only like a few machines that could tape video back then. So I don't know. I once read a thing about, you know, the conspiracy theories surrounding the moon landing. And uh, they're like, yeah, basically once you, there's all this just overwhelming evidence that it actually happened, but then it's like, but in addition to all that, they only they had the technology to do it. So I don't know. That's videotape. Came out today, 1958. Isn't that crazy? I think it's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, German Christine Hart patents the first modern brassiere. The bra came out today. Feminists still love the bra. I don't know why the bra is still a thing, but it is. They tried to get rid of the bra, and yet it's still here. We can't get rid of it, can we? It was fire. <laughs> yeah. The climate protesters stopped them all in nature, still rained on their parade. Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw that. So the protesters trying to stop, because it's something like 100,000 pounds of carbon are emitted because of all the propane that's burnt out in that desert for Burning Man. And so climate protesters blocked the road, but then... Um, the Indian, it's on a road with, that's controlled by Indian uh, reservation people, I guess. But they just like took a truck and plowed through. They looked like they were almost killed those activists. It, I thought I thought someone was really going to get hurt. And then they took and, and pointed the gun at them. That, that officer is supposedly under uh, investigation right now to see if that was uh, called for uh, pulling a firearm on a bunch of unarmed, peaceful protesters. Meanwhile, while he's pointing the gun at them, they're like, we're peaceful, we're peaceful, we're peaceful. And he's like, get on the ground. It was so intense. But yeah, and then all the people in, uh, in Burning Man, they uh, still ended up totally screwed. I say fuck. You know what I mean? I hate Burning Man used to be kind of cool when it was a small group of people that were trying this new thing. Now with all the celebrities and everything like Chris Rock is there. Fuck him, man. Diplo. I don't want all these famous people out there. Screw them, man. Oh, now it's cool. Now you're going to go out there. Well, now you're going to get rained out. <laughs> the images of thousands of RVs stuck in the mud was symbolic. I totally agree, Deemstar. I totally agree. I will say I love the choice of paint in the house. Um, that is not paint. That's a light. <laughs> it's actually just white walls. I, I have a light that I shine on it to make it a little less ugly. It's just white walls. I just put the I just put the paint on. It's not paint. It's just it's just light. But thank you for my choice in light. I put a little purple light back there to make it look a little bit so that I show up a little bit better on the screen. <laughs> Paul Campbell, all the way from Goldway. Thank you for being here, sir. I appreciate your being here for any moment that you can. Thank you. <laughs> You've been saying the same thing about Burning Man. Burning Man, it's not even vegan. You know what I'm saying? They're supposed to be like all forward thinking. Fuck these guys, you know? If it were a vegan event, then maybe I would have a problem with what's happening there. But really, it's a bunch of rich assholes who... You know, it, like I said, it used to be kind of cool. Now it's pop. It's kind of like Coachella. Coachella used to be cool. Woodstock, any of these things, like the first Woodstock was probably pretty lit. You know what I mean? But like all the ones after that, what's the point? So rich people can pretend that they're cool? That's what I think. The officer was crazy. I hope he's fired and he gets a job where he has no power, but they will promote him instead. Jean, I hope I hope you're wrong. Supposedly, he's under investigation right now. I saw an article about him that uh, that he's had other other problems in the past, of course, by being overly aggressive. Like he he totally put everyone's lives in danger, and then and and then 
brought a firearm into the situation. There was no reason for either of the, he did two major things that were completely out of line. The real thing, it is early for me, but it's not early for people on the East Coast. It is only 7.20 on the East Coast right now of the United States of America. I spent all day traveling. Today is my first day at PETA, September 5th, 2023. And um, yeah, so that's why it's a little early. I told you guys I didn't I didn't want to. The flight was uh, crazy. I had a lot of issues, but it all worked out and, and I'm here. And yeah, in about an hour and a half, I'll be at PETA headquarters hanging out and uh, learning about the new thing that I'm doing. I'll be training. So really excited about that. Can't wait. I need, I need some coffee though, man. There's no coffee at this house. So I'm a little bit, a little under the weather. Yeah, the guy was like, he was, seemed like he was on roid rage or something. I need coffee. So that I can write in English. <laughs> so you can write in English. Coffee. That's great. Um, you guys, how's the mic working? Because I'm trying to like make sure that I'm close enough. And I haven't used this mic to do this in a really long time. So working out. Mm. All right. So today in history, birthdays, Louis the 14th, the, the Sun King, the Sun King, the longest serving monarch, 74 years. He was four years old, wouldn't be king, king, and he built the Palace of Versailles. Way to go. I think a couple days ago, we it was his death day, so we already talked about Louis the Fourteenth. Screw him. The only person that's kind of interesting here is a name you probably heard, which was Jesse James. Jesse James was a pretty complicated figure. He was... A Confederate soul. Well, okay. So, the the quick story is, he was his fan. He grew up on a big farm in uh, Missouri, I want to say, and they owned slaves, and they were just Confederate, normal Confederate guys that had some money. Union soldiers came, um, killed his killed his daddy, uh, hanged him, took the slaves, and uh, it was really bad. So he became a guerrilla fighter for the Confederacy, and he was pretty good at it too. He claims to have killed many men outside of that war, but he claimed to kill 17 men and uh, in his career as a bank robber, and um, but 12 confirmed kills. He's a, uh, he was also considered a kind of a Robin Hood character by the South, but mostly they think that was bullshit because they really wanted the South to rise again and they needed a hero. So they made a hero out of Jesse James and his brother, Frank, who were pretty much cold blooded killers, but a lot of people, I'm going to just say it was complicated. It was a very complicated time in American history. So now today there's still a lot of controversy as to whether he was a hero or a cold-blooded villainous killer. Um, there's an amazing movie about him called The Murder of Jesse James by the Coward um, something Ford. What was, somebody killed him. The, the guy who killed him, something Ford, he was a uh, one of his friends who shot him in the back of the head, killed him, and then was convicted of murder and then uh, pardoned by the governor because the governor hired him. So it was a whole, he was a paid assassin, killed him. Tom Ford, what the hell was that guy's name? I'm sure, I'm sure it's in here. Who killed him? Killed by, oh, it doesn't say. Oh yeah, Robert Ford, Robert Ford. Shot in the back of the head by fellow gang member for the reward money. Yeah, that's a pretty simple oversimplification. But yeah, for the reward money, he was hired, his killer was hired by the governor and he was shot in the back of the head. Anyway. His mom sold pebbles from his grave as souvenirs and gave tours of his house where he was shot. It was a worldwide. He was a worldwide star because of uh, of his whole life. Really, Jesse James. People still name their kids Jesse James. There's still a lot of uh, famous actors called Jesse James and stuff. It's a big deal. The reason why Jesse is called Jesse in Toy Story, I'm convinced, was because of Jesse James. It's always a thing. He also even sometimes dressed up like a Klansman when he robbed a bank. He dressed up like a Klansman to rob it in order to in order to frame the Ku Klux Klan for the bank for the train robbery. There's lots of like 
crazy things this guy did. But anyway, right. Robert Ford was played by Casey Affleck and he's supposed to be plant-based. They say, yeah, right. So you know who I'm talking about. It's such a good movie. Did you like it, Gorick? I thought it was really good. Yeah. Was not ready for it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, I don't. Oh, the sound is perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I, I promise I'm still going to do the live stream. I just don't know what time because I'm in a different time zone a lot. But for now, I'm going to try to do it around this time and try to keep going with some consistency. Like all I can promise right now is the consistency that it's going to happen. I don't know the time because I'm my schedule is a little bit up in the air. So I'm just going to try to make it happen and make it work. And so hopefully maybe we'll get some new, some new audience members, some new VFFs. We'll meet, we'll meet some new VFFs along the way, you know, would that be cool? I think so. I hope so. Oh, you approve Nilf. Thank you. <laughs> this is finally timed out to be appreciative for my actual work instead of midday for me. Wonderful Nilf. I love you. Thank you for saying that. I'm glad. Well, hopefully it'll all work out. <laughs> Perfect lunch stream. Good. The notification should work. I mean, I'm just going to try to wake up early every day, make the stream and go. And that's my plan for now. Hopefully I'll get better at the timing as we get through. I mean, I'll be on the road for three months. So we'll we'll see what we can do and make it work. You know? Yeah. Vegan Stitch. Hello. You're so crap. You're so crap with tech. All it's going to take me ages to tag each of you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, Vegan Stitch. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome, new VFF, Vegan Stitch. All right. Now, on the airplane ride over, I saw a movie called Belfast, which was made by Kenneth Branagh, and I've been meaning to watch it for a long time, and it was a really good movie. On the airplane, I saw it, and it was it was fantastic. Um, there's a scene where they go see a movie called A Million BC with Raquel Welch. And I think it's pretty funny because she only spoke three lines in that movie. And she became an overnight huge star because of her weird deer skin bikini, which immediately made me think, that ain't vegan, you sons of bitches. So she, her famous thing is that she is uh, in a bikini made of doe skin. And uh, she became a huge pinup model because of that. People went nuts. Of course, it's Freddie Mercury's birthday today. He was probably the first rock star I ever thought was really cool. Um, in the seventh grade, I was a big fan of Queen. I thought they were really awesome. My Catholic school teachers hated me for loving them. And then he died. And he died of AIDS. And it was horrible. He was like the first rock star that I thought of as like, you know how... He was like my first rock star death. And so, I don't know. I've always been kind of... Freddie Mercury's always been super cool to me. A crazy little thing called love. Bob, New Bob Newhart died. Bob Newhart's show was a famous show, if you give a shit. And, um, no, sorry, he's born today. He's not dead yet. He's born today. And um, Michael Keaton, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Did you guys see The Flash? He was in it. If you like that, I don't know. Michael Keaton. What do you say about Michael Keaton? He was Mr. Mom, you know? Anyway, he was born today. And Rose McGowan, it's her birthday. Rose McGowan is a particularly interesting person to me because she's ethical vegetarian. She used to work at McDonald's and went vegetarian as to be a rebel. But Rose McGowan, let's see if I can bring her up here. Rose McGowan. Happy birthday, Rose McGowan. So... She also, though, gets in all these arguments about people like Natalie Portman and says, oh, it's an insult. We do the work. We're the real activists. She calls herself a real activist. But meanwhile, when she accused Harvey Weinstein of rape, she took money, a settlement instead of uh, pressing charges. So she accuses a guy of rape but then takes the money. A little bit um, sad. But also, she's pro-dairy. She says, like, I would be vegan, but you vegans are unreasonable. You can't be vegan as a busy Londoner because I want milk in my cuppa. And so it really – she just pisses me off a lot. Now, she is an activist, and she she's, like, anti-fur, and she's pro-Stella McCartney and all of these things. But she's one of those anti-fur people that eats animals or at least drinks milk um, because she's she says she's vegetarian. Um 
all of that to me is very problematic. Like disses other activists says them says they're not doing it right. Um, disses <laughs> disses vegans. She's kind of anti-vegan, but she's ethical vegetarian and doesn't wear fur and promotes uh, vegan leather boots and stuff. So I mean, Rose McGowan, take her for what you want. I'm vegan, so I say. I don't really, I don't really like Rose McGowan very much, especially, I just don't like people that are anti-activist, you know, if someone's out there putting shit on the line, like the big thing for me was Natalie Portman wore this cape to like the Oscars with all the names of people in the Me Too movement who were coming out against Harvey Weinstein and others. And Rose McGowan said like, that's not real activism. And it's like, well, I think it kind of is like, she's still putting it out there. She's making a statement. I mean, Again, whether or not it's effective or whatever, I guess we could talk about it, but I don't know. Don't go talking to the press about how you disapprove of other people's activism, you know. She also says that vegans, she's just anti-vegan. So, yeah, Rose Septic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was in that movie um, Planet Terror, I think, in Grindhouse, the Grindhouse double feature. She did some cool stuff. I don't know. but. She was in a couple of TV shows. Wow, if you're in a big city, there's no excuse. Especially London. They got a vegan they got a vegan big Burger King, right? Vegan Burger Kings in, in London. Don't tell me you can't do it. She just likes milk and her tea and stuff like that. So she's vegetarian. She won't she won't uh, budge on that. She used to be married to um I think she was married to um to yeah, Marilyn Manson. Yeah, and then she was involved with another trans person. She she's gets in these toxic relationships with people that are um, just uh, troubled, I suppose. And they have uh, these explosive situations. But you can look up all the her dating history and everything is usually it's littered with um, trouble, trouble. Oh yeah, she was in Jawbreaker and Charmed. Yeah, yeah, she was good. She's the the second she replaced somebody in Charmed. Didn't she replace um, Shannon Doherty? Is that who she replaced in Charmed? Yeah, um, with Alyssa Milano. So there you go. She was in Charmed, and she's a vegetarian. Happy birthday! Go vegan, you lazy bitch. Well, don't tell me you can't go vegan in London. Give me a break. All right. Um. Deaths in history, the only one. Crazy Horse died. Uh, that's really sad. Um, Phyllis Schlafly, we've talked about her before. She was like anti-feminist. And she was really super right-wing. Well, she died today. She was um, anti-civil rights. But um, the one that's interesting to me is Mother Teresa, who, you know, say what you will about her. I know that a lot of people love Mona, uh, sorry, uh, Mother Teresa. But to me... She was a horror tourist. She uh, thought suffering brought you closer to God. And um, to me, I think that's pretty villainous. She wasn't vegan. She was um, kind of pro-suffering. And that is super problematic for me. I just don't understand how you could be pro-suffering because it brings you closer to God. Anyway, she's a saint now because so many people liked her. I've never, I was never a fan the, the ceasefire in Beirut, that was one of her miracles. And then she like um, magically got rid of a kid's tumor by touching her. And that was one of her miracles. I think you need three miracles to be a to be a saint. Anyway, they 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 canonized her way early because every because she's popular. So I don't know. Kills me. Mother Teresa casts a big shadow if you read up on her, Gorick. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Ah, so you know about this. Good. All right. So I'm glad. I thought I thought you guys were going to get mad at me. I'm glad. See, this is why I know we're going to be VFFs because you know, you get me. You, you get me. You get me. Yeah. I mean, what the hell, right? She's fucking crazy. She always, she always upset me until it came to her suffering and the end of her life. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? Isn't that interesting? How strange. Anyway, I hope you guys have a better day today than um, Mother Teresa. She died today. She was Indian and Albanian. This little article, I'm sure, only says good things about her. And, yep, 
totally. I haven't, I didn't read, read this little thing, but yeah. Uh, the call within the call in order to help the poor, the sick and the dying get closer to God, apparently, because that's what we need closer to God is what we need to do. Um, in veg news today, did you guys know, did you guys hear about this? Veg news is saying you can buy shrooms at, at seven 11. Now shrooms, you can buy shrooms at seven 11. Yeah. Shrooms. You could go and get this drink, which is supposed to be an elixir for your brain juices. If you eat the right mushroom drink, I didn't know that, that we could do that. I, 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 I didn't know mushrooms made your brain on fire. There's a sp- they're all sparkling blackberry lemon twist passion. They got these the same same flavors as everybody else. You know, is this a paid advertisement or something? I don't think so, but it, they're really into this. 530 options now available at 7-Eleven, but the Odyssey Mushroom Elixir, the cornerstone convenience store at 7-Elevens. Um, excited to expand our office. Okay, so vegan mushroom drinks. All the way from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Odyssey Mushroom Elixir is a functional beverage line that aims to support focus, mindful energy, and mood. It is also free from added sugar, preservatives, artificial flavors, or sweeteners, and embraces vegan, non-GMO, and kosher standards. What's kosher got to do with it? I don't fucking know. What's kosher? Veganism and kosher had got nothing to do with it, but cool. I'm glad it's kosher, I guess. Uh, the retail expansion reflects the brand's commitment to meeting the demands of today's ever-evolving consumers who are increasingly seeking healthier plant-based choices. What do you guys think about this? It's infused with natural green tea, 2,750 milligrams of lion's mane and cordyceps. Wait a second. Aren't cordyceps the ones that turned us into zombies in the in The Last of Us? I don't like that, guys. I don't want cordyceps anywhere near me. I saw The Last of Us. Those guys did not look good after they get, they got the cordyceps inside of them. <laughs> I don't know how. Why is this in veg veg news? Why is this a vegan? issue this like well it's vegan yeah it's made of mushrooms are vegans are we that into like mushroom drinks and stuff is that our new thing do we need to have a meeting do we need to have a meeting of all the all the vegans to find out if we're we're pro mushroom drink psilocybin is not a cure-all or a poison either alpha sophist yeah i mean nothing's a cure-all except maybe veganism but like but don't say don't tell anybody i said it is it a panacea maybe it might be one um i don't think that drinking mushrooms is gonna be it was the drink choice at burning man (laughs) it probably was the drink choice at burning man (laughs) yeah exactly Oh, you like this is my this is my meteor mic. This is my travel microphone. When I used to do I so before I did this vegan podcast, I did a podcast um just it was called Tea Time with Skyjack. You can't find it anymore, but it was a thing and it did pretty well. And um I did it I did a couple of broadcasts when I was traveling in Japan and I did it like this, but there was no video. So this is the first time I'm doing it with video on a live stream. So brought, I, I dusted it off. But the problem with this mic is that it looks like a bomb um, to to um, x-rays in the airport to TSA. TSA doesn't think that we should have this. And so it's it's a problem. And I should have known that. But it caused me great stress at the airport this thing this time when I was in Orange County. It was very, very stressful because they took my bag and then I lost my other bag because of it. I had to go to lost and found. It was a whole thing. It was very upsetting. Yeah. Damn, leaving the EU (laughs) was one of the worst things. Well, yeah, I can understand that. A lot of people say Brexit was a bad idea. All right. So apparently lion's mane is another edible mushroom shaggy hair. Like we all know about lion's mane. But like, what the heck are we talking about? I guess it's good that they're saying that like 7-Eleven is offering all these new things with vegan options. Well, these options are still at, at the convenience chain. The launch of Odyssey Mushroom seeks to the growing wellness trend penetrating the retail sector. 
growing wellness, but isn't Red Bull and Coca-Cola still sugar-laden slurpy? Those things are still there, they're saying. So is this is this real? Is this something that we should be behind? Am I supposed to be pro-Odyssey? What do you guys think? Should vegans support the wellness? Doesn't that kind of fall into like white veganism with toxic diet culture and this? I'm always so sensitive about that, mostly because I'm white and people start talking about white veganism. I think of shit like this. Shit that's like, oh, well, you have to be on this wellness journey all the time and like you should be drinking tea-infused tea infused mushroom particles with uh, carbonation it just doesn't seem i don't know am i being reluctant for no reason i probably am maybe i'm just overanalyzing this drink your mushrooms uh what have i got to say about it i just like i just don't see if it's is this vegan is this a vegan thing i don't know did i almost get a strip search no they pulled it right out but because of like the stress of going through it because I got to the front of the line, x-ray machine broke. They walk us into this other line and then they get us to a different x-ray machine. And so that was kind of weird. I had my bags and then they're like, oh, what is this thing? And they they pull it out. They weren't, they were friendly. And, they, and then they're like, we have to test it for bomb. And they they tested it with for the bomb. And, and then they're like, okay, here you go. You can go. And so I left, but I was in a rush and I was distracted. So I left my other bag filled with my clothes right in front of me, I left it there and nobody said shit. Like people see this big fucking six foot five asshole walking away without his bag and no one says anything. So I get halfway down the concourse and I was like, oh shit. And so I ran back. They had gone to Lost and Found to this guy on a podium. He's like up on a high, a high thing. And I had to go, sir, do you have black bag? Do you have a black bag? And they're like, yeah, here it is. I almost was called, I was about to call it in. Call it in. What are you talking about? So I gave my bag and I ran to the airplane and I got it was fine. Everything everything worked out, but it was kind of because of this mic. You see what I mean? It was upsetting. But no strip search. Although had I had a strip search, I would have been much more popular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what everyone thinks veganism is a damn diet in most cases. This is what I'm saying. Everyone thinks veganism is a diet because of shit like this, though. Like, we're on, on a – I'm not – I am not on a wellness journey, man. <laughs> I am not on a wellness journey. I'm on a liberation journey. I'm on an empty all the fucking cages journey. I'm not on a get 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 closer to Jesus and mu through via mushroom particles journey. That's not my That's not my vibe. No meta-analysis, the benefits. I don't buy it. Well, Alpha Sophist, okay. No meta-analysis, no buy. That's 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 an educated consumer right there. Alpha Sophist don't mess around. He ain't no inconspicuous consumer. He's a he's a really educated consumer on this. Should I be targeting 7-Eleven with my stickers? <laughs> never been inside. You never been inside a 7-Eleven? They're open 24-7. Yeah, go. They're open all the time. They're really great. And they're all over the world. You can do it all the time. Just tell them what to do. We don't say your vibrator. We say the vibrator because we don't want to implicate ownership of the vibrator. We're not hippies. We're soldiers. Thank you, ethically based ex-onivores. God damn it. You're right. Lose my focus. Well, also, it was like 530 in the morning. It was. I had to have my coffee. I was. I was under pressure, so I missed it. Football port and leaving a mysterious bag at the airport. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They thought I had a bomb, so I left the other bag. It was a really good ploy. That would be the, if I were a terrorist, that would be a great idea. Put something that looks like a bomb in one bag, make sure it's not, take it and leave the real bomb on the floor. No, but the other, the other bag had already made it through the x-ray. The other bag went through the x-ray. <laughs> Once I'm done, um, dog sitting i'm going off to going to blast off again can't how how far are you along nilf how far have you have how many stickers have you given a lot i bet right the word of the day is ambiguous ambiguous is an easy one i am unambiguous when it comes to veganism <laughs> rose mcgowan is ambiguous when it comes to her uh position on animals and also her sexuality to describe something as ambiguous is to say that it can be understood in more than one way well, there's more than one possible meaning. We are confused by the ambiguous wording of this message. Hmm. 
There are a lot of reasons for medical errors, inexperienced caregivers, ambiguous symptoms, understaffed hospitals, underlying conditions. Makes sense to me. Did you know ambiguous may highlight the vague and obscure, but its origins are as clear as a bell. This word comes from the Latin verb amibigo, um, oh, sorry, ambigo, and ambigere, meaning to be undecided or to dispute, which in turn combines amb, both sides, like ambidextrous, right? I'm both both-handed, a jerry to be in motion, ambi is a prefix to many English words denoting two or more options, ambivalent, ambidextrous, ambient, ambient is two, similar prefixes include bi, bicentennial, di, dialect, and multi as in the multiverse, the multiverse of madness. Well, don't be ambiguous, vegans. Maybe this is the problem. Veganism needs to stop being ambiguous. It's not a wellness journey for mushroom lovers. It just isn't. It is not a health food craze. It is not a diet fad. It is not a diet at all. It is a ethical stance that every animal is its own individual that we are all here together and not for each other, that one animal cannot own another animal. That an animal status is the same as ours as far as the moral community is concerned. That's it. Don't use animals. Three words. Don't use animals. That's it. 650 so far well ahead of the pace that I need to be at? Fuck yeah, Nilf. You're kicking ass and taking names. Talk about my sticker activism boy out there making shit happen. Nilf, keep going, man. Shit howdy. Looking good. Looking good. Carnies are as ambiguous about their morals as bivalves are about their gender. <laughs> well, they're not. <laughs> well, most bivalves start as men and end as women, right? I think they start as masculine and they end as feminine. I think that's how that works. So, yeah, that makes sense. I guess they're kind of ambiguous because <laughs> you don't know which one's which half the time. But that kind of makes all the lady, all the lady oysters are kind of uh, cradle robbers. You know what I mean? Also, they can self-impregnate at certain times of their lives. You could put little flags with stickers on doggo poo. <laughs> I like it. Why not? Nilf's a legend. He's doing the work. Indeed. Sticker, sticker man. Stickerman. Mr. Stickerman. You know, it's funny. I was at, I was at Target a couple, like the day before I left or Saturday or something when I left for the, uh, for this journey, I had to go to Target and I don't really normally like going to Target, but they had all their Halloween stuff out. And I was thinking a lot about no injustice lasts forever. You know, when you have a friend all of a sudden that's like, and they're super into Halloween. And now every time I see anything having to do with Halloween, I think of no injustice lasts forever because he's mad about Halloween. I'm trying to convince him to do a Halloween all year vegan special channel. I think that would be amazing. Like, like hard, get really hard into that niche, like year round Halloween vegan channel. I think that people would love it. So many people are into vegan shit and so many people are into Halloween stuff. So maybe your fellow Halloween lovers or your year-round Halloweenies would be really into a vegan channel and maybe you can make some Halloweenies vegan. I think that could happen. I think you could do it. Reasonable vegan stance on animal rights could be more, could be more ambiguous if you tried. Good. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. He's still thinking about you. Of course, I still think about you. I, I can't quit you. I can't quit you, Red. I can't quit you. <laughs> it's true. Um, the other thing before we do the affirmation, before we do the affirmation, I wanted to look at this guy over on plant-based news, they're saying that beans are healthy. I don't know if you guys know this, but beans are super healthy. New research in Finland. These guys, they kept on drinking milk and shit, but when they ate the beans, their calcium and vitamin D intake was also the same across both groups of men were uh, within prevailing dietary recommendations. 
So it didn't matter. There's no such, it's it's no difference. They were consuming the same amount. Um, they didn't, they stayed with their regular habit. They just ate beans instead of meat. Um, the research has detected no difference between the two groups in bone formation or amino acid intake in the men who were healthy and aged 20 to 65. Nothing changed. To achieve this, she said that increasing the consumption of legumes cultivated in Finland, such as peas, fava beans, is safe from the perspective of protein nutrition. They're trying to say they extremely important in terms of environmental impact. Start growing fava beans. Stop growing animals. So their intakes were unchanged when it came to calcium and vitamin D. And she said that plant-based alternatives fortified with those nutrients, as well as supplements where necessary, can be substituted and maintain bone health. It's mostly an environmental study. But what I think is kind of interesting is that once again, once again, they do a study and they find out that, oh, beans are fine and it does not affect all the bullshit that they – bioavailability though, total bullshit, total bullshit that it works great. You still you still absorb all of your fucking calcium and your protein, your vitamin D. Everything's fine. You can live on beans alone as your protein source and all of your amino acids and all the stuff you need to live can be found in beans. Of course, you already knew that, but I think it's always fun when yet again, another scientific study from another country, always Scandinavia for some reason, they find this shit out. These are countries where dairy was a huge part of their culture. One of the reasons why white people usually aren't dairy intolerant is because up in the white areas of, of Europe where dairy was a huge part of getting through the winter, you know, out of necessity, they had to, you know, kill animals and, uh, and drink their milk through the, through the winter months. They're saying, no, you don't have to do that anymore. That was a survival tactic. And because of kind of quick, quick evolution, the people who uh, were were not lactose intolerant lived more years and were able to mate more so that we have this mutation where we're able to produce lactate, lactase. That's why. This is the only reason why more white people have uh, less, less uh, intolerance Am I phrasing that right? You get what I'm saying. Fewer white people are lactose intolerant because of countries in the north of Europe, like Finland, where this was where th was this was done. And even the Finnish are saying, "Screw all the dairy, screw all the meat. This is stupid. We need to be living on beans." What do you know? Duh. Anyway, I hope that you guys are happy with that. What are my means of living? Beans. Are you talking about money? Um, I work, well, as of today, I work for PETA. So what do you think about that, huh? My means of living. I pick up odd jobs. And I and I sell t-shirts. By the way, please go to veganofcourse.net, pick up an awesome t-shirt and check it out. Or don't forget, you can always go and become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash veganofcourse. Become a channel member or go to veganofcourse.net, please. That would be wonderful. Cool. Guys, I guess you, you my favorite vegans. Vegans, I'm sure you know that... Um, we met, we almost have reached our goal on the GoFundMe, but Cole, a VFF, also dropped a bunch of money on us. So we're going to be able to do the, um, I'm going to be on the animal rights panel at VegFest at the end of this month. So look forward to that too. I can't wait. That'll be really fun. Can't wait. How much is shipment to Austria? Not much. It's like five, six bucks because uh, it, it the, it's fulfilled in Austria. Try it out. Please go look at it, Gorik. It's not much. Yeah. <laughs> I ate a liver with a side of fava beans. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter did like fava beans, but he also liked liver. He ate human liver with a side of fava beans. With the modest proposal that the Finnish are making is that you needn't kill the, the liver person. You could just eat the fava beans. You don't need the liver. What about iron, though? 
We're going to get olive oil and the beans have lecithins. Who are you talking about? Oh, Stephen Gundry. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Alpha Office works for the IRS. Maybe does Alpha Office work for the IRS? Dang it. Dang it. I'm proof that you can live on beans alone. Indeed. What's up, Josh Banks? How you doing? Now it's first day back to school. Yeah, today's my first day, and we'll be there. I'm going there in about 45 minutes, so it's going to be exciting. The nice Chianti. <laughs> I forgot about the Chianti. You're right, the Chianti. Now you can have fava beans and the Chianti. Forget about the liver. You don't need it. Do I do debates with people? Um, only accidentally. I like conversations more than debates because I, I'd like to learn where the other person's coming from. I I do debates sometimes, but it's not really my intention to go and like own the other person. That's not really my vibe. I don't really want to own anybody because I'm vegan. I think um, I don't think we should be owning anybody. What do you think? Do you think I should do more debates? It's not really my style. I do outreach. I do lots of yelling and screaming and protests. I do like my activism is outreach and protest, demonstration, disruption, that type of thing. Um, and I also do a daily, a daily show for vegans. So that's my vibe. Am I anti-natalist? Oof. A lot of people think I'm anti-natalist. I would say that I am um anti-natalist adjacent <laughs> you can't argue with the anti-natalist i mean they're right right we all know they're right right but um yeah i'm not an ethylist and i don't know how you're supposed to keep other people from having babies so i wouldn't call myself a hardcore anti-natalist i did a whole show once where we went through all of the um, i did a presentation like with a slideshow and everything about anti-natalism and it's uh, an important part of you know a lot of vegans are anti-natalists and you can't ignore them so in my anti-natalist you know I'm anti-debate pilled. Yeah, I'm just not really into the whole owning the other guy. It, that's the thing. It's all these gotcha things. We're like, gotcha, you answered this hypothetical question, and now you're gonna be like, I, you lose friends over that. I'm not. I'm into making friends. I'm not into like owning owning other people. So, the problem with debates is that you have winners and losers. And I think the purpose of a debate should be learning where that everyone's a winner at the end that you're a winner the other person's a winner and so are the so is the audience i don't think the audience gets much out of like these debates as far as except for like this cringe factor that's just not my vibe yeah i gladly sacrifice my sperm children for the greater good <laughs> good i'm glad well you're lucky you're in luck because you'll uh, you can you're, you make them all day long so you'll be able to sacrifice a lot of them <laughs> Do you listen to Dr. Avi? I think he made great points against anti-natalists. Natalists. Um, do I listen to him? I know who Dr. Not who Dr. Um, Avi is. I um, I think that Dr. Avi is an interesting character. Dr. Avi is the one that wants to kill the um, the the predators, though, isn't he? So you gotta take what he says with a grain of salt. I'm not. I guess like I am anti-natalist friendly. I don't understand why people, people who don't want to have kids, that's cool. And people who are like talking about not having kids, I think that's great. We need to be normalizing not having children. We need to be normalizing, not forcing people to this, like into this paradigm where we're all being forced to have kids. It's ridiculous. So I think that that conversation is super important. Be more of an analyst the amount of humans does worry me, but because I'm vegan, I'm classed as a human hater. <laughs> well, the thing about anti-natalism, though, like it, what bothers me about it, I'm more focused on the 120-something billion uh, livestock animals that are brought into that are just living with us all the time. I'm less worried about the seven billion humans. We can feed every human being right now and keep on living the way we're living. If we just stopped eating animals, 
that would be that that's really why I say veganism though it's not a panacea it kind of is when it comes to the environment when it comes to a lot of the shit that we need to address it kind of is so every time people like are talking about antinatalism like yeah true but shouldn't we be focusing on not hurting animals because I don't think the antinatalism needs to be the focus of veganism veganism to me is pretty fucking clear what it is uh, don't use animals animals ha have the same status they need status as persons not as objects that's it uh, band breeding i think that's it veganism should be the focus thank you josh banks totally right that's how i feel as well that's how i feel odd order predators yeah i know it's a it's a conversation we have a lot on this channel. Stick around, Alpha Sophist. It'll come up, but I'm about to go off the air, and I don't have the time to go over that right now, but I promise you it will come up. You come back, we'll be talking about that shit again. We talk about it a lot. You're at your best, though, when you're discussing things on camera with other vegans on camp. Thank you, Baza. I discuss things, though, with other vegans. That's not the same as debating it with them, right? I hope you agree with that. Yeah. I'm not so interested in other people's religion like natalism. I'm interested in animal rights. Me too. That's kind of, I think that's what I said. I hope that you, I, I think we're, I think we're in agreement. I think we're in agreement. Culling odd order predators is an hypothetical situation to have is not for it due to pragmatic reasons. This is the problem with hypotheticals. Hypotheticals get you into situations like Peter Singer and, and Caustic Septic where they're talking about shooting people in the back of the heads if they don't know what's coming and there's not a rights violation, all this bullshit. So it's like, I don't I don't see the value in that. I don't, I don't see the value in talking about those things. I just don't. Well, it's to test, it's to test your moral consistency. I don't think so. Um, talking about these dire situations so that we can get to some deontological threshold just doesn't really um, interest me that much. Yeah. Um, odd order predators are predators that violate the rights of herbivores. But of course, if you read uh, Tom Regan and others that animals, including predators, because they do not have the moral agency that we do, they cannot, they cannot commit riots, rights violations. So if you cannot commit a rights violation, how is it a rights, how it is a violation of rights of an herbivore? There you go. It's been addressed in lots of philosophy. It is not a new thing. People just like to talk about it because it makes veganism sound crazier. Yeah, it just makes us sound crazy to me. Sky should be antinatalist, but at least he's open to it. I just don't think it has something to, it's just not necessarily a vegan point of view. Yeah. See, the problem that I have with the antinatalist thing is that it's always talking about suffering, 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 suffering. Veganism is not an anti-suffering movement. Veganism is um, an anti-exploitation movement. Veganism is a changing the status of animals movement. It's a, it's, it's a liberation movement. It's an abolition movement. I'm not interested in like conversations about the mitigation of suffering through logical, you know, utilitarian means. So, yeah. All right, guys, this is it. Who would, is it true that there are some vegans who believe predators should be killed? I could have gotten that wrong, but that's crazy. Vegan stitch. There are some people who call themselves vegan that say that, but most vegans like me say that that's not a vegan point of view. It is not veganism. Uh, veganism has nothing to do about killing animals for being predators. I think it's stupid. I think that even hypothetically, it's it's problematic and 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 just kind of um, symbolically unfortunate to talk about because guess what? As soon as you start saying we're going to go kill predators, it really sounds like you're a hypocrite immediately just a prima facie but what if but what if but what if it doesn't matter it's it's just a little bit um it's misguided wrong-headed and mean-hearted so to me that's not at all yeah that's not vegan at all well welcome to the show vegan stitch you'll understand what i mean that's just nature leave it alone we've talked about the biosphere on this show versus the technosphere and why those two things human beings go through great efforts to separate ourselves from nature and yet still want to stick our get into the quagmire step into the quicksand and yet 
everything we do is to try to get out of the quicksand. I say, get out of it. Today, your daily affirmation. This is a daily affirmation for vegans only. If you're a carny and you've made it this far, please get out now. I want no good vibes going to carnies, not one little bit. If you are a carny, a bloody mouthed fool, I don't suffer bloody mouthed fools. I don't want you liking this channel. I don't want you subscribing to this channel. No carnies allowed. But for you vegans, here is your daily affirmation for vegans only. I do not rely on material goods for happiness. Man, I really, that resonates with me. I do not rely on material goods for happiness. Maybe happiness is less about what I have and more about supporting my emotional freedom. A clear mind and heart is where my real happiness lies. A clear mind and heart is where my real happiness lies. You know, in Fight Club, there's that line where he says, the more things you own, the more your things own you. I've always loved that line. Um, you know, material wealth is oftentimes the thing that leads us into disaster. You know, you, things do not make you happy. People make you happy. You make me happy, vegans. I'm, I'm always I'm always encouraged by how many people watch this channel and how many people comment, like, subscribe. Don't forget to like this video. And, um, you know, it makes me happy that there's people out there like me who are fighting to make a difference in this world and trying to make the world a better place because it doesn't have anything to do with what you own at all. Anyway, guys, vegans, this is my first broadcast from the PETA house. My first broadcast from the PETA house, the Connie house. And I can't wait for you guys to see next time. I hope that you will see me on the next stream. Uh, hopefully later on tonight with any luck, I'll be back on the air, but um, definitely we're going to continue to do the pre-shift. It'll be a little early. Like I said, we're going to still go live every day, but I'm not sure about the timing because I'm still, this is my first day on the East coast. We're going to try to get into some kind of, um, into some kind of groove, but, um, with any luck, we'll, we'll get, we'll get back on track, you know, and it'll be, it'll be awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. You really do make the world a better place. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play the theme song right now. Thank you guys. I'll see you next time. For anyone who is new, welcome. Thank you, VFFs. And um, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Thanks. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all That theme song. Guys, illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down. I need you. The animals need you. And you know what? You need each other. So thank you, VFFs. Wish me luck on my first day at PETA. It starts, it starts now. My first day at PETA starts now. I'm basically the new Gary Orofsky. <laughs> Don't let the bastards grind you down. Bye, guys. Thank you.